0: In order to start loving yourself more, you have to learn to let compliments land. Hey there, this is Patrice Washington from patricewashington.com where we chase purpose, not money. Welcome back to another episode of Redefining Wealth. If you're an OG listener or purpose chaser, Thank you for how you continue to show up, continue to rate, review, and share in social media. I adore you. And if you're brand spanking new, here's what you need to know about this particular podcast, about this magnificent community. We are a group of people who believe that wealth is so much more than money and material possessions. We believe in the original 12th century definition of wealth, which says that it's all about the condition of well-being. And so each and every Thursday on this platform, what I aim to do is talk about the different parts of our lives that truly impact our finances. It's the stuff that we don't really think about on a daily basis. But once you start to make the connection here You become a purpose chaser. You become a part of this family, a part of this community of people who are just thinking about this thing completely differently and therefore getting the results. If you wanna know all about the six pillars of wealth, go to my website, patricewashington.com and click on start here. When you get there, you'll get introduced to a free audio training which will break down the six pillars of wealth and I even walk you through a short assessment so you can see where you are today And be aware of where you actually want to go. And I'll give you some tips on where to start or how to start. So patricewashington.com forward slash start here. Now, I have to give a big shout out to my YouTube subscribers. I know that I always talk about, you know, in social media and just on the podcast, but YouTube in particular has brought almost 40,000 amazing people into this community just through the subscribers on YouTube. And one person in particular that recently caught my eye and her name is Jay Will on YouTube. Jay Will said, I love watching your content after seeing you on Women of Impact. Could you please do a video on your testimony and how you learned to love yourself? Jay Will, thank you for inspiring this episode. I don't think I've talked about this the way that I am going to today. And I really think what hit me about your question is when you said learn to love yourself, the first thing that came up for me was that I'm still in the process of discovering all of that. I believe that every day we should be evolving and learning something new, learning new ways to embrace who we are and love ourselves. And if you know anything about me, you know, well, at least from listening to the podcast or perhaps my interview on Women of Impact, I grew up feeling very ugly. I grew up feeling not as good or as pretty as like some of my cousins. Or you know, my brother was fair skin and he had a different type of hair, and I thought he was better than me. Uh, friends at school, I always found myself comparing. And the truth is, even in my home, I grew up with people that were saying things that just weren't nice. Like I grew up hearing that I was ugly. It wasn't just a feeling. I was told um, that I was ugly or I was too black or my lips were too big. My eyes look weird. When I got to school, I was told I was too skinny all the time. And I was taller than all the boys, (laughs) elementary school, middle school, um, until they start catching up in ninth grade. And so I always had this complex about my looks And I was so uncomfortable with my appearance that I became addicted to achievement because while I didn't have the looks, I knew that I was smart and I knew I could get the grades. And my whole identity became getting the best grades and being the captain of the basketball team, the captain of the volleyball team, class president Nothing wrong with those things, but they were not necessarily done from a place of just purpose. They were done from a place of trying really hard to be loved for something. And I didn't grow up with my dad in the house. So, you know, for little girls in particular, I think that just creates a whole nother longing and searching for like, when is he going to love me? right? Or why didn't he love me? Why doesn't he love me? Um, And I knew my dad the whole time, you know, but never really just felt like I had that genuine connection. So I thought that I could buy his love and attention and affection through straight A's. I did get a lot of electronics (laughs) and I got good allowance, but I still never really You know, it never filled the void. There was always that void. And so it wasn't until I was about 22 years old when I remember I just got back from a trip to Italy and Spain with one of my best girlfriends in the world, Brittany. And we were celebrating her graduation from UCLA. And 21 days, amazing trip. I come back and I had just moved into this apartment but I hadn't had time to set anything up or do anything in particular just the way it all lined up I just left it and when I got back my now husband then boyfriend Gerald actually took it upon himself to make me furniture y'all he made me a headboard he painted the entire place he decorated he did all of these amazing things unpacked my clothes when I tell you I was like, oh, he's a keeper. (laughs) He's a keeper. And I was just like, my my tears were coming up because I was so touched. But then they turned into something else because I was mortified and horrified when I saw that he had blown up his favorite pictures of me and put them all over that apartment. And the first one I saw, and I tried to ignore and stay in the moment, And then I turned down a hallway and saw another one and I got to the bedroom and saw another one and I just could not take it. I literally went outside. I I lived upstairs on the second floor. I went outside and I sat on the the staircase. I just needed to catch my breath. And he comes out and he's like, babe, what's wrong? What's wrong? I, I I just felt so bad. He was so you know, he felt so rejected. I'm sure he's just like, what is wrong? And I said, why would you do that? And he's like, decorate your place? I know he's like, I saw this going completely differently in my head. He said, "What? what is it? I said, why would you blow up those pictures of me? And he could not understand. He's like, I think those are beautiful pictures of you. Is it that you just don't like the pictures? And I said, no, I don't like looking at me. I don't like that. And so we had been dating for about a year at that time. We were best friends the year before that. And we had never had a discussion about what I felt like about my looks. It just, it never came up, but it also never dawned on me that we were together because he found me attractive. And I know that might sound so weird, but when you're used to being the achiever i just assumed look i was making good money <laughs> i was teaching him about real estate and we started this business together like and we were we were genuinely like really good friends so i just assumed that it just evolved into that i never saw it as him genuinely just finding me attractive without knowing anything about me and That was the first time that I remember him saying, but babe, I think you're beautiful. I've always thought you were beautiful. I don't understand what you see when you look in the mirror. Uh, But that's, I mean, I see a beautiful person. And I was still thinking beautiful because I'm nice. (laughs) You think I'm beautiful, right? Uh, Because not because of what I look like, but just because I have a good heart. And we ended up going in the apartment. We went in the bathroom and we stood there in the mirror. He's like, I just don't understand why you don't see what I see. Like, I'm I'm confused about what you think is going on here. And then he said, maybe you should talk to somebody. <laughs> he said, maybe, maybe you should talk to somebody in the best way he could possibly say it for a 23 year old fella. He was like, I don't know what else to tell you. And that was what prompted me to go to therapy when I was 22 years old. And so that's when my, I think, self-love journey really began. So I was that person longer than I've been the person that you guys know today. I felt like that until I was about 24, headed into 25 years old. And I remember 25 being the first time, I don't know what point, At 25, but I knew that it was going into my pregnancy with my son. And I was 25 when I got pregnant with my son, who later would pass away prematurely. But I remember that was the first time I could look in the mirror without cringing. And I could look in the mirror and appreciate the woman that I saw looking back at me. And when I say that this is a journey and it's a never ending thing, that's exactly what I mean. So, Jay Will. And for every Purpose Chaser listening, everything that I'm sharing are things that I actively do and things that I actively and regularly have to remind myself of. So here are some things I want you to consider, J-Will. The first thing is affirming something new. Affirming something new. So one of the things that I learned through therapy was that I needed to keep getting in that mirror and talking to myself. And affirming the very things, the opposite of the very things people first said to me. So when it was about my lips being too full, right, I was called thick lip, big lip, some other names I can't say here, everything under the sun and being able to touch my lips in the mirror and say to myself, oh my gosh, your lips are beautiful. Look at that. They, look at these full lips. People with thin lips want these lips. <laughs> I'm just telling you guys what I did. I would literally just sit there and have to talk to myself. That was actually my therapist's suggestion that I sit there and affirm affirm something new. So anything that would come up, if it was my skin color, instead of calling myself black, you know, and I know that I'm black, I'm African American or Belizean American. I understand that. What I'm saying is the way that people used to say, you black and ugly, right? I got to call myself brown and beautiful. I got to call myself chocolate, you know, which is a different thing because people love chocolate. I don't like chocolate, but people in general love chocolate. And so I started to find new ways to talk to myself to affirm something new. And I also realized if I'm being honest people used to say complimentary things to me all along. I actually used to model when I was in middle school and high school. Yeah, I actually used to model. However, not because I felt beautiful. I didn't think I was cute and not to mention in that world, you know, you get picked apart right in front of your face. So that only like added to the things. And I don't mean like, big modeling, I mean, like little local around Los Angeles shows, but people would still say like, oh, wow, you have beautiful almond eyes. But because someone else had already told me that my eyes were weird, I could never receive that. Right. When someone would say, oh my gosh, you have amazing cheekbones because someone else had already told me that my my cheeks were too big when I smiled. You know, I couldn't receive it. And finally, through therapy, I learned to start receiving what made me feel better and rejecting what didn't. What I chose to do for so long was hold on to all the negative things that people said. And now when I look at my life, when I look at social media, right, and the ability to attract trolls, And people who just walk around, I won't even say walk around, sit around with their Twitter fingers, trigger fingers, saying things to people because they know they can never say it in person. I've learned that no matter what they say, no matter what people might say in social media, I have a choice. Do I allow it in and receive it or do I reject it? And so a part of affirming something new, even you know, like business things. So I know who I am as a coach. I know who I am off the mic. I know who I am behind the scenes. So when someone tries to say something that's opposite of that, I have learned that I will lose no sleep on it because I have the power to reject what does not serve me And receive what empowers me. And so the affirmations are not just financial affirmations. I know I'm known for that on Twitter, but they've been affirmations about any and everything. (laughs) But namely, one of my favorites used to be, I don't say this one as much as I used to, but I used to have to tell myself that I was lovable. That I was lovable just as I was. And... That really just helped me to see. It helped improve my relationship with Gerald, who became my husband, because I realized I didn't have to perform for him all the time. I was lovable as I was. When I was kid, when I was a kid, I had to perform. I felt like I had to perform in order to seek approval and seek validation and seek love and seek affirmation. But once I started to affirm for myself that I was lovable just because, I was lovable as is then i allowed myself to show up more lovable, more vulnerable and i let my my guard down. i thought my guard was down. but nah, that's why you got to keep doing the work. i it took time, right? so that's one thing. the second thing i learned to do is let compliments land. in order to start loving yourself more, you have to learn to let compliments land. And this kind of ties in with my other point. Have you ever given someone a compliment and the first thing they say is, oh no, this old thing? You ever just been like, oh, your dress and your dress is amazing. And they're like, oh, I got this for $3 at the thrift store it's like, just say thank you. <laughs> you don't have to break it down and pick it apart. Just say thank you. And one of the things i realized over the years, at some point I realized that I could not just let a compliment land. If someone gave me a compliment, I felt compelled to compliment back. And what I was saying was that I felt like I had to earn the keep of their compliment, right? Or I had to pay for that compliment with a, like I see your compliment and I match you two compliments. And it's so unnecessary. It's a, it's a way of deflecting. It's a way of saying, no, don't look at me. Don't see me. No, no, no. Don't put the focus on me. Right. And at least that's what it was for me. And. When I realized that I did that, I had to start making a conscious effort to let compliments land with a simple, oh, thank you, which, you know, some people are not even used to. (laughs) You can almost tell the discomfort in other people who gave you a compliment only to receive it when you say thank you and don't feel compelled to give one back. It is fascinating to watch. Trust me, try it and DM me and let me know. But I had to accept that I could receive a compliment freely with no strings attached. That goes back to that I'm lovable. I'm complimentable just because. I'm complimentable because I am cute today or I did slay these eyebrows today or yes, my hair is cute today or I look amazing in this dress. Why can't we just accept that? And the more I've learned to let compliments land, the more I've learned to just love myself just cause, to just give myself that, you did that girl. And it's not an arrogance at all, but it's a quiet confidence. And that confidence just fuels self-love. Self-love, especially when you know you didn't bend over backwards, you know? (laughs) When you can pull something together and people are in awe, right? You're like, ooh, I did that. Okay. (laughs) And I really learned to to love myself, I believe through that simple practice of letting compliments land and receiving it and feeling that man, I'm good just as me without all the extra enhancements, just me, I'm awesome, just as I am. Now, here's the third thing that's helped me. And ugh, I think this is my favorite point. Might be my favorite point so far. Walking in my purpose. Learning to love myself has truly come from getting up day in and day out and choosing to chase purpose. Choosing to seek purpose. Choosing to walk in purpose. The more I see how my sloppy progress is a blessing to others, the more I fall in love with myself. Mm. The more I see how my sloppy progress is a blessing to others. A part of picking ourselves apart is this relentless idea that we need to be perfect. I don't know if it's the filters on Instagram. I don't know if it's the family photos on Facebook. I don't know if it's the what looks like the great job title on LinkedIn, but they really miserable in that office or cubicle. I don't know what it is that makes us feel like we're just not good enough and therefore can't love ourselves enough. I know it's rooted in a lot of comparison the more that I choose to just run my race, to just keep my pace, to just stay in my lane, to just be obedient, to just do the thing that I uniquely was called to do in the way that I was called to do it, using the story that I was given to share. The more I do that, and the more people pop up in my DMs and tell me, thank you for your obedience, the more people come into my my comments and share how something that I've said or done has been a blessing for them. The more I get out and speak and people walk up to me at the end with tears in their eyes and tell me things they haven't told their closest friends and family. I've had people whisper some of the most private things in my ear because they felt safe because I was willing to show up on stage. Every time that happens, which is why I end every IGTV video by saying, I hope this blesses one person. Every time I show up obediently and walk in my purpose and one or 100 or 1000 people tell me that that was for them and it blessed them, I love myself more. Because I am showing up authentically as me. When I jump on a live or a IGTV, and I have no makeup, no eyebrows, hair may be questionable. <laughs> if I'm coming from working out or a walk or something, might be sweaty, might be funky. Thank goodness you guys can't smell it through these internet streets, but who knows? But the more I can show up authentically and transparently, myself, genuinely myself, and just say that thing that God has put on my heart, and it blesses someone, I fall more in love with myself. Here's the thing. It's because none of that has to do with achievement. It has to do with fulfillment. Fulfillment has brought me a different type of joy. And that joy leads to more and more love for myself. If you are not walking in purpose or if you are not doing something that lights you up, that gives you joy, that just is that constant reminder like, man, this is why I'm here. I really think self-love could be a struggle. Now, I'm no therapist or no psychotherapist. or I'm none of those things. But just in the work that I've done with people through business and finance, man, when you're not in purpose, which means you can't set your priorities well, which means you're always on this path of searching, searching, seeking, not wisdom, but the validation and the the stuff and the cars and the like man that is a clear indicator to me that someone is usually probably insecure, and I can say it because I've lived it, I've been there, and so man, the sooner you can get in alignment with your purpose, ugh. And not just in alignment with purpose, because a lot of people know what they were purposed to do. They know what they were called to do. And yet they live in this. As one of my clients, Nikki, Nikki says, I was a launchpreneur. Nikki was in command the stage. And she describes this space of knowing what you want to do and having all the research and writing all the plans and then never launching, forever dreaming. So there's a lot of people that know purpose, but hear me what I said, walk in purpose. You're moving in it. You're doing something daily that contributes to it, that that is an alignment with who you were called to be. The more you discover, and it's not discovering like you're going to look, it's uncovered in the doing. And the more you get clear that, man, this is the thing I was called to do. Oh my gosh, you start to love yourself. <laughs> it really 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 opens up. I even look at my journey as a speaker. When I first started speaking you guys, I thought I had to be especially about personal finance. Through if you ever hear me on stage, you may hear this story. And I won't go too deeply into it, but I will say I started out thinking that I needed to wear these power suits in these really banker colors, right? And that I needed to wear kitten heels. Come on, somebody. Kitten heels. Now, nothing's wrong with kitten heels. But when you wear a size 10 shoe and you're already 5'10, not the cutest look. Definitely look like boats on, on the bottom. And I was doing all the things, wearing pearls. I looked so much older than what I actually was. And it was all because I felt like well, I was being actually encouraged to look that way. And I remember how miserable it was making me. I felt so disconnected from the audience. I felt disconnected from myself. I looked, you know, maybe more distinguished or what some would say is credible, but I was unhappy. That was not how I was called to show up. I'm good for a good statement necklace, a bright color, a little body dress. I don't know. Um, Now I've even moved on from there and I love like skinny jeans and a blazer. Right. And I had to walk in it, though. I had to keep allowing myself to progress, to uncover what was going to allow me to show up as the best version of myself in this season. And now when I get on stage and I have the enthusiasm and joy that I do and the energy that I do, it's from a place of love. It's from loving what I do. It's from loving the people that I serve. But most importantly, it's from loving myself. And knowing that I'm being myself, knowing that I don't have to be coached on being Patrice. Now, I love coaching. (laughs) Anytime I'm doing something new, I will invest in coaching in a heartbeat. But I don't need anyone to tell me how to be me. I'm me. And it's taken years to get here. But I'm me and finding me and loving myself has come through the affirmations. It's come through the simple practice of letting compliments land, right? Without feeling like there had to be strings attached or I had to earn the keep of the compliment. It's come through walking in my purpose. And the fourth thing is it's come through finally believing that God made no mistakes on me. God was not practicing when he created the masterpiece that is Patrice Cunningham Washington. I am the apple of his eye. I am created in his image. He has a plan to prosper me and to make my name great. And who am I to question or doubt that? Who am I to make him out to be a liar? Who am I to say that he got it wrong on me? Who am I to say that he gave so and so? More of this and more of that and what about me? The very things that I consider to be strengths in other people, the things that I'm strong in, they probably feel weak in. He gave every one of us the right mix of whatever we needed and that includes the families that we were born into and the stories that they might tell. The memories that we might create, good or bad, with them, it includes it all. That faith pillar is about believing in something greater. And I choose to believe. I choose to believe that I am who I am. I have the flaws that I have. I have the gifts that I have. I have the talents that I have. I have the challenges that I have. I have the triumphs that I've experienced. All because God was intentional about making me who I am. And not one experience could have been lost. Not one experience has been lost. Not one encounter has been lost. I think about the people who God has put along my path from zero to 39 and how good or bad they have contributed to my life in some way. There's a reason that I don't treat people a certain way. And there's a reason I do treat people a certain way. There's a reason that I have the rituals and routines that I share so often with you all here. And there's a reason that I don't have some (laughs) rituals and routines. There's a reason for it all. And I believe, I choose to believe that it's all a part of God's divine plan. And so when I think about the fact that all of this would be orchestrated for me to be here with you, for me to have the opportunities that I have to serve, for me to be able to lose a seven-figure business, start over from scratch on my brother's couch and rebuild another successful business completely different way, but successful nonetheless. Like when I look at the time and attention that God must have put into orchestrating my steps to this very moment i know that i'm loved i know that i'm here on purpose for a purpose with purpose and that allows me to love myself that much more every day that i wake up with breath in my body i'm like all right god let's do this another opportunity to do my best to get it right not to be perfect not to present some picture of perfection, uh, not to live some filtered reality, not to do anything really, but be obedient, serve from a good heart, do my best to be an example to others of what a Christ follower looks like, moves like, And use my life and my testimony to give God glory. And the more that I show up and do that, the more I love myself. Just for the obedience, the more I love myself for not giving up. The more I love myself for not accepting. All of the negative things that people have said to me around me or about me as law and choosing to live my days on this earth hiding or unproductive or out of purpose or dimming my light or waiting for someone else to see me. But being okay with choosing myself and betting on myself every day. So, Jay Will, I hope that that blesses you. I don't know what your story is, but I know, like, God made no mistake on me. He made no mistake on you. And so I pray for healing in this area. And I pray that each day you will make a choice to love yourself in spite of anything, anyone can ever say. We get to choose every single day. So I hope you choose love. And I hope that this episode blesses someone else. If you're a purpose chaser, let's talk about it in our free purpose chaser community over at I am a purpose You can always drop a comment on YouTube below this episode and let me know if it's been a blessing to you. And I love, love, love getting your DMs, getting your messages. We've got more men showing up in this community. What's up, you guys? We started out 90 something percent women and now we're only 82 percent women. So more fellas are showing up in my DMs, just telling me what a blessing the podcast has been for them and their family, significant others. So thank you guys as well. Rate and review, please. It helps us out so much. And yeah, find me on social, Seek Wisdom PCW. Let's talk about this episode and make sure you comment and share and ask me (laughs) to do different topics because, you know, I saw Jay Wills and I felt compelled uh, to share and I am open to your feedback. I'm here to be a blessing to you. I want Redefining Wealth to be our podcast, not my podcast. So let me know where you need support and we will keep churning out these episodes each and every week. And I think sometimes if it just hits my spirit, I might do some bonus episodes. So you never know. Throw some questions out at me. Tell me some thoughts about things you would love to hear my input on and your episode might be next. All right, guys, until next time, I want you to go live your life's purpose find fulfillment and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later.